They want attacking purpose for football all the time. Now we've got our backs against the wall and we're going to fight, and we're going to fight hard. You've got to show me all the guts and all the determination you've got in your body. You've got to inspire me. A marvellous kick. That's as good as you'll ever see. And puts Graham back in front. I don't know about you guys, but if I see one bloke walk out of here, give the pat on back from people out there for a good effort, I'll spill up. From inside the centre square, boys kick the goal. Boys kick the goal. From inside the centre. Hey, Pack, welcome to Danny Boyd, a podcast about the best football club that has ever and ever will exist. That is the Footscray Football Club, Petrarch Limited. They trade as Western Bulldogs. I'm Danny McGinley. He's Tom Boyd. Tom Boyd, do you have a show at the Melbourne International Comedy Festival? No, I was just about to say, very subdued introduction today, Danny. Is that because you used all your juice last night in your comedy festival show? I am an absolute zombie, yes. <laughs> what time did you wrap up? Uh, got off stage about five past ten. We did a bit longer than expected because when it got towards the end of the show, I got some... Uh, a certain audience member told a great story. So the show's about my vasectomy. Let's bring in Latham Vandermeer, by the way, just before I get into this. Welcome. Thanks for having me, boys. Well, it's good to have some sort of, you know, representation from the regional parts of Victoria, given that me and Danny are well and truly like suburban city slickers, if yes. you will. Yep. Um, how are you, mate? Yeah, I'm good. Going well. Uh, currently a day off, so I thought I'd spend it... On the great podcast with you too. Thank you, mate. Well, to finish this story, I found out uh, the show's about my vasectomy. Uh, you're you're only 21, 22? Uh, I'm actually 23. Yeah. 23, yeah. but yeah, vasectomies are a long way off yeah. for you. Mate, I'd retired by this stage. Yeah, you know? <laughs> and an audience member last night, so when you get the vasectomy, sorry if this is getting too graphic for everyone, I'll try and you have to um, see if it worked by making a deposit in a cup. And that cup, you have to get to the lab within 30 minutes. And uh, this guy found out the hard way that he lived 40 minutes from the lab. So he had to do it again in his car. Oh. <laughs> and and I, so I just started, I go, where did you park the car? There is no right answer. No. Nah. He said, I, I, found a, a, I found a park and I went on the other side away from the playground and just hoped that no one saw me. This is a, yeah, that's not a position I ever want to find myself no. in. No. That's why you live in the city. So, <laughs> mo- mo- most importantly, uh, Shep Dog, as I, you know, you know, fondly call yeah. you, um, you've been injured for how many weeks now? Oh, I lose track a bit. I reckon I'm around <laughs> six weeks. You sort of, once it gets to a, a 10 week play, a, a 10 week injury, you sort of lose track pretty early yeah. of where you're at. Uh, I think I'm six weeks return to play to nine to ten, so about three weeks remaining. Yeah. So you did it obviously just before the season sort of yeah. kicked off in a was it a training incident? Well it's you know those sort of scratch matches you play for probably seventy five percent of training. Yep. So it was first generally ten seconds, Adam Chalor's kicked the ball forward of the ball. I was going for a ground ball and being cleaned up by a teammate. Won't name, won't name, won't name. Ah, um, come on. Can nah. you give us an, like what their name rhymes with? Nah. <laughs> or can, Initials? You, can you answer this? I actually ran into one of our great ex-teammates, Tom Campbell, on the weekend. And, um, Tom's going great. It was yeah. great to see him. Had a good chat. I remember he's talking, at St Kilda now. He's at yep. St Kilda now. I was talking to uh, my mum and dad about, you know, one, how nice a bloke he is, how nice his parents are. And I said, I've never met a guy who could injure his own teammates as well as Tom <laughs> Campbell did. There was like a, we needed to bubble wrap his elbows, knees, head, hips, everything, because he could just hurt someone. Was it someone thing. who may have got a bit of a track record of hurting other people nah, training? No. Nah. First time? Yeah, first time. What is the what's Why the aren't reaction? we naming them? Yeah, actually, yeah. Why, why aren't nah, you naming them? Because he didn't mean it. Yeah, but that's all that's right. right. Nah. Oh, no, Lock McNeil tackled me, unfortunately. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. been doing Sack that him, all day. Yeah. Cut him. Nah. <laughs> Actually, uh, let me ask, what is the, um, what's the etiquette with that? Does does the coaches get angry at him because he's nah. injured player? Or is it like, oh, well, you know, you went hard. Congrats. Uh, well, he he went, it was a fair play. Oh, he went to ground and ground ball and he's obviously bringing his pressure as a forward and he's he's cleaning me up accidentally, but yeah, no. Yeah, no it's hard. a tough one, right? Because like, you know. Yeah, you got to play. You, you kind of just have to. I mean, part of... um. I remember during pre-seasons over the years, you, you kind of, you want a couple of players to get injured because it means you're pushing them hard enough. You're getting them right near that edge of what they're capable of. But okay. innocuous injuries like that, it just, yeah, they just suck. They always happen. They Especially always happen. That sort of that full-on scratch match just before week the first before one. Yeah. There's always yeah. one. Yeah. Always one. I don't know if we had one. 
but I was the one before that one. This is probably me just thinking about myself, but there were also, you know those trips we used to do, we'd go up to Ballarat or something before yeah. the season yeah. and then you'd be all over the shop, you'd be doing appearances yeah. and talking to people and then they'd be like, hey guys, we've got a 7K session we've got to do in yeah. the middle of it. People always get injured in that one too because yeah. you're not at the same ground as you used to, you're travelling on the road, Someone and you know Marcus Adams wants to jump on your back and <laughs> wreck your shoulder. Yeah. But... Um, yeah, it's sort of a funny time of year. And the other thing is it must be really frustrating, obviously, because you've done the whole preseason, yeah. presumably. Yep. You've got yourself as fit as you probably ever yep. have been, and then, bang, you break your leg. Is that, yeah. that, that was the prognosis? Yeah. Well, yeah, it was a hair. So I originally got tackled, and it was sort of a corky, because in the, the moment, Bally, Chris Bally, our physio, shout out. Um, shout out, Bally. Most boring medical updates in the history of the world. <laughs> I did, I did, I did. We did watch it um, f- before the season started, and I was just texted Bally afterwards. I said, "Mate, can you give it something? These suck." It doesn't actually represent the type of guy he is. No, he's such a larrikin. Yeah, he's so he's, fun he's and interesting, and he just. So he need, needs to be more like uh, Doctor Nick from The Simpsons, or uh, a bit or, of Scrubs, or what's the the fancy vet's name with the blonde hair? Oh, Doctor Chris Brown. Yeah, get him to be like Doctor <laughs> yeah. Chris. You know, hey, Doctor Chris Bell. Close enough. Yeah. That works. Um, so you, you had a corky. Thought yeah, it was well, fine. Yeah. Yeah. So then trained that uh, that following Monday, had a run around. I was only meant to walk laps. I said, this is fine, Chris. I'm going to have a couple run-throughs. Shit, so I did four 80-metre strides. Felt good. I was like, so we progress. Come in on the Tuesday. Wasn't right. Yeah. I was like, we'll see how we go. You know, Corky, next day after, usually not that great. Roll into the Wednesday, hoping to train through that to be able to play on that Wednesday in Bal- on the Saturday that in Ballarat, as you said. Um and then probably did a couple of drills. I'm just like, it's not it. Had a kick and I was like, Whoa, yeah, that's probably not it. Yeah. Then we- went and got a CAT scan. Mm. Actually, I didn't even explain it. So I got an x-ray at the moment of the injury. So yep. that had nothing. And then... Wow, the Wittenovel's really yeah. upgraded. <laughs> not all, they're not all <laughs> yeah. Wittenovel. Um, yeah. <laughs> Western Hospital, wasn't it? That was at the Braybrook. Oh, right. Well, they got an X-ray machine there. No, nah, no. Nah. Like, oh, I mean, I went within an hour to an X-ray. Oh, okay. right. Sorry, sorry, play on. I haven't explained well. Anyway, I got a CAT scan after that Wednesday session, um, and yeah, just a little hairline fracture straight through it. So um, yeah, and they they must have just felt like yeah. very off once you yeah, started well, getting just moving. Usually, Corky's pretty good after four days, but this wasn't getting any better. It's hard to describe to people. Like, I've had genuine uh, com- genuine conversation with people where they go, "What's a Corky?" And I'm like, oh, how do you not know? So, d- these people don't have older brothers. True. And also <laughs> these people haven't played footy for a living or footy, you know, at the, the higher levels. Because when you get a proper corky, particularly, I used to get really bad ones in my yeah. calves. And then, you know, if you've got bad ones on your ITB or yeah. like, mate, they, they're some of the most debilitating injuries. But the unfortunate thing is, one, you can play through them and two, you yeah. can train through them. Yeah. And usually the suffering through a session, like you were saying, usually you feel pretty good after that once yeah. it gets moving again. Yeah, definitely. So you probably knew what straight away as soon as you got yeah. through that session, like, oh, this is a bit strange. Yeah, definitely. It's just, yeah, you look like, I get a scan and, you know, the old phantom scan, the scan, oh. nothing appears on. So I've gone in to get an x-ray and I've come back and the boy's like, oh, you know, phantom scan, etc. Then I train. <laughs> Do they give you grief for that? Yeah, I look like Get up, I look a bit softy. But then I've, I've come in, back in. I've trying to train for two days with a little hairline fracture, so it's a bit bit of a prance on the step. And little like do that. they know that you're actually the toughest human out there training with a broken leg. Yeah, and that's what I mean. They're just, but yeah, look, I've explained. You don't have to explain this because yeah. you're a current player, but I can talk about it because I'm not anymore. But we have explained on the show how um, throughout the year there are lots of people who need scans all the time, and then if you run a bit close to the budget. Then there's players who are like, <laughs> actually, you know what? Let's not scan that ankle this time. Yeah, It'll be fine. Or let's not scan this corky. <laughs> yeah. You could have gone through a few weeks, you know? Yeah, that's what I mean. I don't, I don't ever really come across anyone in that in that boat, but it's interesting. Yeah, well, you know, dig deep enough. I'll tell yeah. you all about it later after the episode. Yeah. Uh, and I'm sure late in the 90s it was a lot worse yeah. uh, when the financial situation was oh. a bit more grim. Uh, well, in, the, in my career it was pretty interesting at times, <laughs> let's just say that. Yeah. Um, not that it ever happened to me, obviously, you know, high profile, high value uh, person that I was at the time. <laughs> <laughs> um, tell us, Leith, how, um, how was the week? We've obviously, look, we're a, we're a fan show. We, we love the club. We mm-hmm. love the, the boys. Danny is, is indoctrinated with the Western Bulldogs as just yep. about anyone on earth. Mm-hmm. And the first two weeks really sucked. Oh, they were the worst. That was, St yeah. Kilda game, that was absolute uh, depression, lifeline being <laughs> rung. Uh, but, um, yeah, Thursday, as you predicted, so uh, full disclosure, I do match day uh, hostings in the, a couple of the coterie areas, got to interview Laith, which is how we hooked yeah. this all up. You were up and about. You were, you, you yeah. said we'd win by six goals. Yeah. Well, what did we end up winning by? Uh, 15 or something? Yeah. yeah. 
Uh, it's, yeah, like two, it's three, what was it, a week? It was probably less than a week between the games. So it's amazing yeah, sure. how uh, quickly a mentality or a team can turn around. Um, how did we approach it? You're probably going to ask me. I think the coaches really... <laughs> <laughs> Correct. The, yeah. the coaches really, the credit to them, they handled it probably as best as anyone could. They really just sort of, uh, what would you say, they... It took a few layers off and um, really just simplified the game plan that week and went back to what we do best, but really simplified it. So um, pretty much just on the back of defence, uh, we will be able to we were able to win the game. Um, little things like come forward, etc. Um, we're really good that night, and it's just a mental mental switch. And yeah, I think it's, it's a big step for us in the right direction. Um, Danny's going to ask what come forward means. Yeah, just so you know, I'm going to guess it yeah. means when you're defending that you might just maybe run towards the goals a bit. No, you, you come forward towards an opponent. So oh. you come off your man to put pressure on, sort of thing. So when the ball is obviously being moved up the field, there's you can do the old school tactic, which is just stay right next to your man. That's and what run I'd be back doing. To goal, yeah. You know, and just be the dour one-on-one defender. Yeah. Yep. But when you defend in this modern um, age of football, you have to be a team defense basically to win any game. So um, part of the role is that if you do see someone who has you know beat their man or got free, your job is not to defend your man; it's to defend the most dangerous. So you would come forward to defend, put pressure on the opposition, try and get them to kick a high ball. Or turn it over. Um, it's been Sounds risky. You're leaving your opponent. Exactly right. To stop out. the ball there, pretty much. And okay. then, well, basically all we used to do was just, you know, again, this is not so much in the last couple of years, but we used just to leave Dale Morris back there and get him to beat four people by himself. It was fine. It was easy. <laughs> it worked it well. Easy. <laughs> Easiest thing ever. Um, Lace, you're kind of uh, uniquely positioned at the moment. Yeah. Um, and I'd be interested in, to hear how you've sort of gotten good at rehab, given that you've been in there a yeah. little bit over your career. Not that that's a compliment, yeah. but, you know, it's the reality. It is. Um, how do you find navigating um, the good and the bad week? So, you know, last mm. week, probably pretty tough coming off a yep. really disappointing night, short week. And yep. then this week, you've obviously probably filled with a bit more positivity around the place. Yeah. What's it like being a, in rehab, being injured, trying to deal with all that? Yeah, it's interesting because, oh, like... You're not really going into meetings, as you know, like on edge because you're not going to pop up in the meeting that you've done something <laughs> you're not, wrong. You're not going to get shown up on the screen. Because there's nothing worse than a Monday. You've come off a loss and you, you, like you just there's one moment you know that that's probably <laughs> going to pop up. Uh, from my perspective, like I'm actually, for the, probably the first time in rehab, I feel like I'm connected to the group on another level just purely probably because of the cultural aspect that Bevo is bringing to us in the, in the off-season, I mean the pre-season. So I feel like, the way we lost or we won, I felt really connected to the group. But from my perspective, I've probably tried to be a positive figure just because I'm a very chirpy guy within the group. So mm. me bringing that same energy from the rehab point of view in the change rooms, I think I've got a sort of mentality that if I keep that up, that something good will happen in return. Um, so I haven't really changed that. But yeah, you, you know, like, as you probably know, Bordy, there's some bad days in rehab. But I think for that, I just try to be positive, lippy and... Not really be too dour, especially this early in the season. You don't want to let that negative energy get too infectious within the group. So me just maintaining who I am and um, bringing my energy, but also training as hard as I can um, at all. All pretty good. Yeah, I think um, those dark days of winter when you're in rehab, it's the middle of June, it's freezing cold and it's like 7am on a Saturday morning and you've got to come in and then you've got to go watch the team that night. They're they're pretty hellish. So you're not in that period yet. It's sunny outside. autumn, a bit colder mornings. Yeah. Look, look, the the ground's pretty pretty hard at the moment. So, But when we get on Witten Oval, it'll be nice because new deck... That sort of stuff. Yeah. yeah. Can you explain to us what you mean by um, the cultural stuff that Bevo brought without sharing any yeah. trade secrets? Yeah. How um, how have you been able to stay more involved, do you, do you think, this time around um, than in the past? You sort of just probably uh, – well, we did a few things together, like with a, uh, a third party. Um, I don't know. I don't know if I'm leaving allowed to mention it, but we did... Just some- don't say anything too explicit. Yeah. Maybe just give us... <laughs> oh, we just worked on just culture aspects in terms of how we c- communicate on a level and how simply listening to each other. Mm. Like, writing, like, really just the fundamentals of people skills. Like, be able to listen and share what, what you are and the truth about each other. So, all that sort of stuff was really good and... Um, we had some... I think Bonte as a captain also has really acknowledged that probably over the COVID years, it hasn't been really good times to be able to reconnect as a group. Yep. Um, so things like going to bowls together. Social, a social yeah, stuff, of course. Like yeah. that, that stuff all goes a long way. And I feel like we probably went away from that maybe a bit last year. And I think with a new couple of blokes in the club and a bit of a changeover, like you probably just need to re, 
re-energize the group's culture and I think that goes a long way into helping us perform better. So that all that sort of stuff comes together. Because you were pretty much banned. All the players were banned from yeah. like pubs, clubs, nightclubs yep. for COVID reasons over yep. the past couple of years. That wouldn't cafes. mess with you. Yeah, cafes. Well, like cafes weren't banned, but yeah. it was kind of like a bit dodgy. Everything, yeah, it just changed. The whole the whole AFL environment, you know, like days off you'd go hang with your mates at a cafe, like it wasn't all part of that. So I think we just need to re-energise the culture aspect and – um, I think it's been good. Even when we've had the first couple of weeks we've lost, we'll be able to still reconnect and stuff. That's so good. When you say you're the chippy guy and you're trying to make everyone yep. laugh and stuff, yep. be the positive energy. What humour's working at the uh, at the club these days? Is it, and do you do you change it? Like you know, you got some players who uh, you know like a bit of slapstick yeah. or or just and there's some players who like a bit of dark, a bit of yeah. abuse. And I guess with Libba, you just have no idea what's going to make him laugh. Yeah, it's hard because just every bloke is different. There's 44 different guys, different personalities. And for me, like like new guys coming to the war wars, you sort of got to you got to evaluate what their level of yeah. intake is of yeah, your tolerance. Yeah. You know what I mean? Who's so the I've best got, crowd? Who's 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 easy to make laugh? So like, it's not even more make laugh. It's just like that friendly banter. Like Bailey Dale, for instance, just little stuff like you know he's a bit down last couple of weeks, had a bad loss, and he's had thirty this week. I know he had thirty. So every time he lit me, I was like, you know, you're a bit more chirpy today. I've had your thirty. Pa- just little stuff like <laughs> the that. Consistency from your yeah, day you know, would be like nice. stuff of that up and about just because you had your little thirty. I don't know, little things like that. Um, me and Chris Bell, for instance, got a great relationship. It's honestly hard to put an exact word on it, but each bloke and and me have a different relationship. But I think just little friendly banter with anything is um is the way I go. It's such an important part of footy. It I is. mean, footy like. You know, when I, <clears throat> when I was playing, I always used to think, oh, you're so busy with footy. But in reality, so much of the time spent at the club, which is a constant battle that the players are trying to push for, is like, let's make it as efficient as possible when we're there. But it's always going to have downtime because you're always going to have guys who are getting treatment whilst you're doing something yeah. else or there's breaks. or there's So in those periods, to make the day tolerable, for one, it's you've got to have a bit of fun. You've got to be able to play table tennis or, you know, abuse each other or have a, have a bit of a laugh or a muck around. And yeah. uh, equally, I think, you know, the hardest part is when you come in on a, say, last Monday or whatever it is, yep. uh, straight after a St Kilda game, to get the band going early so that people can get back into the fact it's like, we lost, we're going to get abused this afternoon, most likely, about how we played, but we still have to all stick together right? because, you know, it's round two and we've got a long season ahead of us. So mm-hmm. do you um, do you come in fiery on a Monday after a loss like that or do you just kind of read the room? And <laughs> yeah, like, read, read the room, massive. Yeah. Like, because you sort of have that first gym rotation about, oh, I reckon, 9.30 and that's that's the rawest of the boys. Like perform eating. Some boys have had a decent game. Some have had some terrible games. We're back for loss. So you sort of just got to read your room, read what the what the vibing. You know, yeah. you can't just come out swinging early. <laughs> but uh, especially after a win, mate, it's 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 a good gym session that that Monday. Like the boys are up and about. Plenty of music's banner. on. Music's we, on. You know, we the lose music. Yeah, the music can really set the trend. Like, <laughs> yeah, who chooses the? I don't music? know. Like I feel like Libba's Libba's like a game on the music, mm. he's elite. So like usually Mondays, all your old school rap, like just vibing. Yeah, everyone's nice. chatting about the game. Everyone's a bit sore. Not Does it change whether it's one or loss? Like if we're winning, really. walking not on really. sunshine, if we're yeah, losing, yeah. it's yeah. Mozart's no, Requiem. I wouldn't say. It's just, if it just sounds better, maybe. I don't know. But then, you know, you like your late, your last gym session of the week, so your high techno sort of job. So oh, really? Yeah, just, 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 just hanging on to that. Yeah, stage. yeah that's, it's last, that's the last gym session for the, from a big week, you you know you really want to get through it. Is there ever uh, someone with eclectic taste? Like uh, you know, does does Alex Keith like an umpa band uh, or anything or electro swing? What they like and what they're allowed to play is a different story yeah. from my experience. Yeah, it's just I think Liberty because you got three three groups, so everyone sort of has their one song man on each. So okay, I sort of hold. I'm with my group, so I've got the small little medium forwards. Yep. <laughs> Then you got the big fellas. Yeah, I'm in charge of them. Bruce is in charge of the like the tall key forwards. Okay. And Libba's in charge of like the midfielders. So <laughs> that's where oh, it's at. And Mitchy Wall used to get kicked <laughs> off at least three times a week. Yeah. Oh him, really? Him, yeah. Toby, McLean. Uh probably up yeah. there. Yeah. For for bad yeah. music taste? No, oh, just not bad, just pop. Yeah, just stuff that you hear on the radio like like Katy Perry, Toby TikTok would play sort of stuff. TikTok song sort of vibe. Yeah. What? To- yeah. Toby would play yeah. Katy Perry and Mitch would just play Vance Joy on repeat. Yeah. And everyone's like, mate, I'm trying to lift weights, not like, you know, sit by a fire. Oh, mate, yeah. I get it. I get it. Because I, I don't wear headphones at the gym and I'm one of the very yeah. few. And it's always on Channel V. And I'm trying yeah. to tell the guy who runs my gym, chuck it on Max so it's old people's yeah. music That's so I can exactly listen right. to, you know, uh, Midnight Oil or something. But it's all this... Okay, can you just explain to me, why is Drake popular? 
That is terrible music. I like it. <laughs> Wait, yeah, but I it's mind. it's I just like auto-tuned, it. minimalist, boring. Come music's, on, justify. Music's such Kids. a such a yeah, it's an awkward topic for people, you know. It's hard to really put a chair on the top of why they like it. It, is, it yeah. is hard. It is a bit of a secret weapon though, when you've had a really shitty week and then you go out there and they bring the speaker onto the ground yeah. so that you can actually listen to some music. Now at Windover that's a hit or miss because usually it's about fifty kilometers an hour wind. You, and you, can, you can only, <laughs> you only hear, hear one end. Yeah one end of the ground. Um mate, mate shift gears a little bit. Yeah. Um I remember I told Danny um, a little while ago there's two plays that have stood out in my mind when they joined the footy club. Yep. Um for their speed It was Ed Richards Had yep. one session His first session He ran past about four people And yep. all of us went Oh geez, He's actually faster Than everyone here And you were the other one yep. um, We need some pace In the team It looks like At different yep. stages This year we just, We've just we gone really tall Which we'll ask you Maybe a little bit yep. about But we'll just be careful About what you say Because selection Is not your position To no. comment too much on um, you are being so protective, Foydy. This yeah, is I, I understand that this is a difficult position. Yeah, the, <laughs> I've you, been here. You're the interviewer that you always wanted. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but so you know, your pace is obviously something that you've you know prided yourself on. It's yep. obviously an advantage for you. Do you see yourself coming back playing um, up forward? Are you thinking of playing, um, you know, that more traditional halfback yep. role or wing that you've played in the past at different um, stages? Where do you see yourself playing your best footy this year in the next sort of month or so? Yeah, it's. Because sort of on the back end of pre-season, I uh, was moved to half-back originally because sort of Adzi, Adzi was out with the calf and they sort of moved um, Caleb up to midfield, which he's doing really well now. Um, so, yeah, I probably played a couple games, went pretty decent in there. Um, and then, yeah, that first 10 seconds of that game, I was actually in the half-back. So, um, yeah, I was pretty keen to explore that move. But, you know, as Bevo, he, he loves the players to be able to play multiple positions. Yep. So... I think it's a good sort of weapon to have in the back of the pocket because, you know, if I come back in a team and depending on the position we play and what week it is, I might be able to move from half forward to half back um, because I definitely think half back with the speed aspect, it's it's quite handy because yep. you'll be able to break lines. and You can come forward. Yeah, come forward. Is that right? Is that right? Don't do that no, right? Definitely. Yeah, get there quicker than others. <laughs> but really, everyone who plays down back or at halfback specifically are just there to either try and win the kicking out duties so you can yeah. have 15 free touches a game yeah. <laughs> or get free handballs off all yeah. the big blokes who take intercepts but can't kick. So nice. that's that. my sister's recently moved to halfback in the VFLW and she had more disposals yeah. than she probably had it's all of last that. year. I reckon last like week. Well, that's sort of mean, yeah. I'm not about disposals because I've played that sacrificing role as a as a small forward to be able to play my role. So to go half back and get a bit more of a lick at it is always nice. But um, yeah, I'd, I'd probably think I'll probably come back and play in the forward line just because, yeah, like you said, we've probably lacking maybe a little bit of pace. But um, yeah, like Artie last week was, yeah, it was, it was pretty good. So you never know. You know, this week's a different week and, you know, Artie could pop up and really have a good game in Samani's position. So I'm just probably going to take it week by week and have a chat with Bevo maybe closer to return date. But um, yeah, small forward back. I'm not not really really two phased. Yeah, at the moment, I, mean, to be honest. I think. Look, I mean, I obviously understand the um, the question I'm about to ask, but I think for everyone out there and for Danny, I think the understanding of how much sway or how much input you get as to where you play is a really interesting thing because say you know if I look at the team you've got Caleb and, and Bailey down there playing half back they've both been yeah. you know I mean I know Caleb's obviously played a little bit yeah. more up the ground but they've both been all Australian players right exactly. over the course so you can look at that and whilst both backing your own potential but being yeah. honest that these guys are probably not going to get dropped for you in any no. sort of um, quick sort of set of circumstances how much input do you get to have say with Bevo or with any of the line coaches say hey man I think I can really offer something here yeah. um, what do you think about that or you know Know, what's my best um, chance of basically getting in the side? Yeah, that's that's probably what it comes down to. Like, I do look at them too, and you're like, well, reality is, like, their foot skills, I don't think they're going to be getting dropped in any other team in this competition. So mm. it's not a bad way to look at it. And, yeah, like, I think just the way the circumstances are with how we are up forward, maybe, yeah. Like, I don't really have much input personally. Um, preferably, I, I don't really care because I'm probably in a position in my career where I'm just – trying to play as many games as possible to establish myself. So wherever I play, I'm just going to put my hand up and give my best. And I think once I'll probably work into the team in a long, like a few more years, maybe the input aspect will be a bit more, I'll be able to do that. But at the moment, I don't really care, to be honest yeah, with you. It's also much easier being in the side and then someone getting injured and you being like, I can play halfback. Yeah, then well, it is true. going, well, like, put yeah. me in the side to play halfback. The, week, <laughs> you know, the, no. the team can change dramatically in a week, you know, injuries and stuff. It's As a footballer, it's so hard 
to stay and have a long term and look at it all because reality is that the team from round one to the end of the year is dramatically different. So yeah, how do you um how do you combat that internally? Because yeah. you know fans think round one means like oh, I know it's worth twenty five points. Personally, I'm I'm probably I'm a bit too obsessed with round one. Like I put it <laughs> like I, as soon as off season comes, I train like a maniac and all that sort of stuff. And reality is, you like you come back and like you play that round one, and then maybe you're cooked or because. In recent years, whatever I've started around one, and I've got injured that mid-year area. So, um, yeah, to be honest, look, you got to stay focused on week to week, and you just got to have that that mentality that any week can change, and um, when your moment comes, you just got to take it. So, how are we feeling about this week, mate? What's the plan? Are we going to yeah, win? Yeah, now <sighs> we're talking. Yeah, it's so. What have we had a nine-day break? It's been really good. The boys, I felt like this weekend, have had a really opportunity to sort of relax away from the game. As you know, it's important to be able to get away from it. Um, and the F one was on, so yeah, they got to strut around. In yeah, a lot of the boys, a lot of boys post their stories and all that sort of stuff. You wouldn't have known they're there, but um, <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, they told everyone. Loud yeah. Enough, uh, so yeah, I think this week. <laughs> I don't know if it's going to be wet or not, but I think... Uh, it is going to be wet, yep. Historically, how do we, we match up against them pretty well. We, I don't know about the record against them, but I think... we've. Uh, I can tell you, the um, they've won the last two against yeah. us, but very invariably we beat them yeah. because there is a bit of a one-sided yeah. rivalry between it's the it, Tigers yeah. and think, the Dogs. I think the momentum and the, the coaching switch of how we simplified everything and just really like took it back a couple of steps is just... It's it's feels like it's in a sweet spot at the moment. So they've won the last three. Yeah. Sorry, ever and since twenty twenty. And with with the naughty, old naughty had like twenty contested marks yeah. against them. And that was the last time we beat them. That was twenty nineteen. Oh, mate, what a game! And I think with uh, how Bonty's probably in this mentality that he's really inspiring people. Like I felt inspired by his performance last week. Just like not even on the back of offense, just ability to just not want to be beaten. Mm. Um, I think that within the group has really sparked it, and I think. Um, yeah, I think just the the mentality of uh, not wanting to be beaten and that's going to go a long way into the momentum we're going to build. So I feel like uh, we can really, yeah, I think we'll win this week, obviously, but yeah. Why Why would, um, I know the answer to this, I think, but <laughs> All right, why, why would why would players need a break after three weeks to refresh? I know it's, it sounds I like d- an obvious yeah. question, but I think a lot of fans are sitting there going, boys, you've, be, you've played yeah. three games of footy. It's like, it's not that big of a deal. You know, why would they need that sort of nine-day fortnight? And why is it so important for the coaching staff to utilise yeah. that time to yeah. actually give players a bit of space to, to do some social things or to be themselves? Mm. It's a good question because, I don't know, it's like the build-up of those three weeks felt like, Bloody, that was that was all Six our life. Months, yeah. yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. Like we had one game got done, then you roll into your Monday meeting, and then you got training, and then you like you just feel like I don't know. It's hard to explain. Like it, you just feel so soaked up of just footy. And I think nine days in that weekend, especially with F one and whatever everyone did, it's just you're not thinking about footy. You're not surrounded by those four walls. So I think just to feel like you know the normal person just be able to go out there and do what they want is pretty good because you can't really do much during the season in terms of trying to get away other than the bye weekend. So mm. the nine days, you, you probably could not plan something, but the weekend you sort of had free. So I think that's important because it's just it's really just a little stimulus to be able to just relax you and um, and then probably just re-energise you to be able to come in the week following because you've had the weekend off, you know what I mean? Rather than dreading coming in on a Monday. So. I've been saying for years that uh, they ne- the AFL needs to start playing games at a time more friendly yeah. for players to yeah. have weekends off. Yeah. And also for those of us who work on weekends, uh, Tuesday afternoon, great uh, great time for a game. Jeez. Just for the hospitality workers, yeah. the comedians, yeah. this is what we need. Yeah. yeah, I don't know about that. Nah, neither. <laughs> like I played, last year I played on two Wednesdays in a row. And my weekends were probably worse because I was training all yeah, weekend. Full, full training session. Yeah, you know what I mean? Sunday. So there's always a balance. Look, I reckon the AFL's got it pretty good. Like, they've done pretty well for us. Like, you got to buy a... I don't know where it is, but yeah, we we know we know. I, that. I'm a big proponent of the double buy because yeah. my so my first season to play at the Giants, we had two buys. It was bliss, mate, because it's yeah. eight games, seven games, eight that's, games, or yeah, something like that. Awesome. Yeah, that's the like one school holidays. The one buy you can get swept up in either having it too early and then yeah. looking down the barrel of another like 14 weeks of the season, yeah, or you can have it like way too late and you're already limping to the finish line. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, I think it's such an important thing to remember. It's not that people, you know, it's not that players couldn't play or nah. need an extra weekend. It's more just it's optimal to yeah. have them sort of refreshing their energy yep. bar every sort of three or four weeks, ideally, which never happened in my first season in the Bulldogs. We played Sunday Twilight yeah. every oh, yeah. fucking oh. game. It was so bad. <laughs> We've got that pretty good right now. Like, we're, we're just – we must – Please a lot of fans all the way we play because we we it's get all about pretty ratings, kissed. Baby. We probably get kissed pretty well. Like we Saturday play, nights. Oh well, yeah. yeah, like we don't really like. I lived with um Jai Simkin uh, from North Melbourne, and like I remember I was you know coming in on a Saturday to recover, and he he's still preparing for a Sunday game, yeah. going to Tassie and that. So like even playing on a Sunday can really affect, I reckon, how you feel going into the following week because throughout you watch you can get stuck watching like three games. Yeah, like and you just. You feel like far out. Like I still got to play it. So little things like that, like playing on what time of the week and all that sort of stuff, yeah, really just can. That. It's like um, play clubs don't care about what day of the week it is, nah. except yeah. um, at, like ever. But when it's you know you play a Friday night, they'll give you the weekend off. But if you play a Sunday, they'll make you come in Monday. Oh yeah, actually it's we're good really, at that moment. Yeah. We're Mondays off, so that's great. They've they're really good with our schedule. Like even at the moment, like this will sound good to fans, but. We're sort of a day on day off approach at the moment, so it's good. It's a COVID thing, kind of. Kind of, but they did it during COVID and realised it worked. Yeah, so, uh, it's like the four day work week. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like everyone who tries, surprisingly, it, there's it. some good things that come out of COVID, and that was one. Like the boys be able to, you know, that's two days off a week, which is good for external. Like you can practice, live. Yeah, you can, you know what I mean. Sometimes you actually crave coming in because yeah, you're getting two so days off. But it's so yeah, important. It is important. Because, like, you know, in the past, we it's not like we did anymore. We just spent more time at the club. Yeah. Um, and, you know, when we were going really well in the past, we trained less. And I think if you talk to a lot of the clubs who are going really well or have gone well in the last five or six years, the Geelongs, the Richmonds, yeah. um, and, and, of course, us through 2015-16, our, our sort of goal was spend as little time as the club as is absolutely necessary uh, it's necessary and do everything to 110% intensity yeah. whilst you're there which I yeah. think is a yeah. it's a good way to approach it anything is definitely. like dead time just is just useless yeah. um, that's probably yeah it's good and we're talking about uh, you live with uh, Jai Simpkin I want to grill Boydie for a second here because you lived with uh, Nick Vloston <laughs> I did who's still at the Tigers got any inside info for this weekend <laughs> now here's where you don't have to be oh. uh, um, yeah. you, you don't have to you don't have to worry about what'll happen actually you probably don't want to get flossed in trouble but yeah uh, I definitely don't have any inside uh, Broids Broids already yeah is he two weeks or yeah I don't know I think oh, they, the suspension they, 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 yeah. yeah no they do they give him more from the oh, tribunal I, I think really they might have no that was the crows kid oh, the crows right yeah, but, yeah. Um, no I think we we match up quite well to them I think our attacking half backers in particular and our back line as a whole will do particularly well as long as they don't catch like 25 contested marks could be wet too so if it's going to be wet I think it'll suit us I think they're very vulnerable um, coming out of their forward line and last year when we played them Shy Bolton just played the yeah. most amazing, and they kept fluking goals. That's only and we every week for him, though. Let's straight. be honest. Sorry, that's only every week for him, though. Yeah. yeah. Oh, apparently he was rubbish on uh, Friday. I was talking to my mate who yeah. at the Plaza, and uh, Tigers fan said, "Oh, show it's just the worst." Yeah, yeah. yeah. So well, yeah. your mate from WhatsApp probably knows best about footy. You know, <laughs> not the not the experts. <laughs> how, uh, are you, how are you feeling about this week, uh, Don? Mate, it is always uh, the Tigers. Yeah, I, I'm a big believer in that rivalry. Um, yeah. I've I've disliked the Tigers pretty much ever since like '97 when Liber Senior was fighting them all, and uh, <laughs> and then they because then they took Nathan Brown, they took Terry Wallace, they've taken Katie Brennan. Yeah. Uh, it, they've just always One three out of four flag. Yeah, everyone uh, seems to hate a team that wins a lot. Yes. Well, no, I've hated them even when they yeah, were rubbish. No, like, no. nothing – I've <laughs> never loved a non-Bulldogs game more than that 2013 elimination final when Carlton, who came ninth, yeah. knocked them yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. That was hilarious. Nick Dargan. he come back, didn't he? Wasn't that the game Nick Dargan came back and he kicked four and he was going to retire and then he came out of retirement and then re-retired? <laughs> Before the season even started, I think. It was kind of crazy because he was a doctor. I think. Anyway. Boy, he's proving game. he's yeah. a closeted Carlton pretty sure, fan. Actually, you know what? I know exactly where I was when that game was on. I was at the Morrish Medal 2013, oh. um, which is the League BNF for the TAC yeah, Cup, and it. I was about to get drafted um, after that. And, you know, just to plug my own, um, you know, two cents, I, was e- I played five games for the year and I was equal first coming into the yeah. last round with 13 votes from a possible 15. Yeah. And um, got pit by three midgets in the last round. Ben Kavara, some kid from Bendigo, and someone else who was from Calder, I think. And they were all like five foot 
seven. <laughs> five foot eight. <laughs> Who anyway. won it? It's like Kamara, Oh, so it was a three-way. It was a three-way tight, 16 votes. And I think I got, yeah, I, I came second, I think, on 13. Wow. <laughs> pretty good back then. Hey, can we talk about the most important behind in Bulldogs oh, history? Yes. Uh, yeah, I knew you were going to bring this up. Of course I'm going to bring it up. This is one of the best. <laughs> this is, um, you know, if, if we were on the front bar. We spoke bar, about this two weeks ago. Yeah. We, we did, yeah. With Steve-O. That's how fresh in our minds it is, like. Yeah. Although yeah. you've got it wrong. You said he punched it through. He, he did kick it. I did did you? Yeah, I did kick it. Oh, oh well. I was going to literally bring up then again. It's yeah. like, is that the hand that did nah, that was, it? Shows how much I was paying attention. Yeah. What was going through your mind? I mean, uh, so so Bailey kicks the goal, yep. does the ice in the vein celebration. Yep. Uh, then Bailey. Brisbane go up and yeah, score. Zach Bailey kicks a very nice goal. I remember one, their ruckman just fisting it forward. And it was Oscar. very quick. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, big O. Yeah, and then um, a little sidestep. The, the crowd roars because up there it's loud. Like it was, it was yeah. loud. Um, and at that stage, what, we were probably three weeks on the road in yeah. that little hub. So yeah, maybe even longer. Yeah, I just remember just running my usual drop of ball patterns, which I probably do twenty times in the game and get it once, maybe. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, and I think game, I think Baz had it originally or something, and it wobbled out. And like just human, like football instinct, you just go for goals. But I went for I got a point, but by chance, but. Oh, so you didn't just go for points? Well, I, I tried to get in the goals because <laughs> we we gave you so much credit yeah. last week. I tried to like get I tried to get a score, but you know you're always going for the goals. Yeah, you have I, to. to be honest, Starkovich was on my back. He was like because he's a glove man. He's yeah. a good defender. Like he's a very good defender. So he was on me. Have you thought that maybe you're just not a good forward? Uh, yeah, maybe. <laughs> See, no <laughs> one ever said the No one ever said it's this interesting to me when because I, I sort of <laughs> scrolled through the media next day and there was a report about because umpires obviously go through their game. Yeah, and they go through. Moments where should have been a free kick, and that was one that was right. in the back. And I knew, I sort of knew in the moment he fell on my back. And you yep. rewind this, and he's dead set in my back. So looking back at it, obviously history. So what but would you blah, have done? I would have gone. Taken the kick. Yeah, like that. Yeah, pretty tight angle. Yeah, but the, that's a it's a it's a score. Well, it's an up, but it was already a score. Yeah, would you I'm, have gone I'm five meters? I'm five. I'm not even five oh, meters. Oh, so nerve wracking. <laughs> so I'll just go back. I'd go back and but imagine would you like, go banana or drop kick? I'd drop. Drop punt, yeah. yeah nice. But it's interesting because, like, kick, I wouldn't have – in the moment, you don't really complain about being a free kick, but it would have been cool to be able to just go back and put it through the big ones. But and I asked you this mate, the other night. What, what – you know, Bailey's just done the famous yeah. ice in the vein celebration. Would you, have, yeah. would you have done a different drug? I don't know. I don't know because <laughs> you, you, you see so many people – well, not – actually not that many kick a winning goal in the game. So, like – And it was a goal on his left. Yeah. So. Oh, it's – that's um, – it's, it's That whole form line for Barry in that finals yeah. was oh. just, like – Oh, just you call him Barry? Barry, yeah, Barry. Barry Smith. Because you, you went to school together. Yeah, me and Barry. So good mates. Good right. mates. How how was he at school? Because uh, apparently he was, was footy, footy, yeah, footy. And you know, for a while he was a yeah. militant Catholic. Uh, yeah, yeah, he'll own up to that. Like he was just footy, but I don't know. A lot of kids are. He probably maybe just took the extra probably couple of steps in that direction but <laughs> he's a full one can't he's, he doesn't regret it like he's where he's now probably because of those commitments he made as a junior and yeah um yeah like it's he's he's obviously matured now and everyone does within the four walls of the footy club like you know you see kids like don bendendo like they come in pretty raw but to be surrounded by a professional environment you always end up really getting the balance between footy and life pretty well and you become a better person you do so, think you know what you're doing yeah. when you get there yeah which you, you do yeah that's I, I could not agree with that anymore like i remember i was i was just driving i don't know what i must have been leaving the club and i because i used to swim at vic uni on my days off and stuff i'm like w- why was i going to vic uni like <laughs> doing that like i still swim days off but i'll go to msac and like enjoy it a bit more like yeah yeah go into like a you know, like, there's just little things you're like, what, what's well, wrong I've with Vicky so much. Pool. Well, he wasn't living out there, I presume. No, so was, tra- was, yeah, I'm just like travelling on the west side near a footy club thinking like, but anyway, I'm just in... Just just little things which you thought you were doing the right, right thing by not. going to the where we usually swim. Yeah. Oh, okay. Like going to a place that's just, just going to the pool just that's reminding like, me reminding me of being in a footy club, yeah. you know, like try, not trying to get away Just from wearing yourself down. Just in case yeah. Bevo's there. Just yeah. going, oh, well done, Leif. But it's interesting, We say, like I say, we talk about that because, yeah, I reckon every player would be like go through their career and especially their first year and just like I thought I know this I knew this and it's yeah, amazing why did I do that yeah or but why did you don't I know any better or, you know and I, like in hindsight from my career 
I, I remember being so, you know, and we and Danny have spoken about this, being so consumed by what people were saying or thinking about me when, you know, at some stage in your life you just get to the point where you just don't care what anyone else thinks. Well, you, you still can't get there. I hope you've come to the realisation that, you know, that, you know, we did love you, Boydie. Well, some, yeah, <laughs> yeah. We, some people did, yeah. Yeah, Definitely. the, the, the 50,000 fans. It, like, I've recently been inducted into the uh, Western Bulldogs footy forum. That is... Oh, <laughs> I mean, my... I'd Hell like, on earth. Like, I've got, a, I've got an uncle, shout out to Paul, which he would love, because he's, he's like, he's been a great um, role model for my career in terms of just talking to someone but he he's in this page so he loves it like he loves it but well hang on there's a few there's if i'm like you know it's he's that uncle you get a phone call from him and if you don't have that hour spare you just you just let it roll through oh yeah yeah, yeah like, i've got to i've got to give myself an hour to be able to talk to him because it's but yeah, ba- yeah it's he's basically another, it's another podcast yeah <laughs> just not recorded a couple of like yeah, it'd be interesting i'd never want to be part of that no i'm uh but, i feel like i'm far enough emotionally removed that yeah it's well, okay that's but some of the stuff that you're like you know, and I think a lot of people, and this is something that I experienced in my career, and don't make any comment about this because, you know, it's not worth it. But so many people are either coterie members of the club or just long-time members of the yeah. club. think they own, like, someone or something. Yeah. Like, they own – they have this, this real sense of ownership about how the team's going. And when the team's not going the way they want it to, they're like – this is a personal offence to yeah. me. <laughs> and given that I've done X, Y, and Z, yeah. and it's just, it's so, so interesting. And I said this the other day, I said, clubs can't survive without members. So members no, are two of the, the two most important groups yep. are, uh, in terms of an output on the weekend are the players yeah. and the members. Because the members pay the players and the players do the playing, right? Now, coach is obviously very important, all that. Like everyone's important, but you literally can't play a game of footy without players or no. members. And, you know, that's why it's such a hard balance between going, hey, we love you and, you know, you're so important to us, but also don't be an arsehole. Yeah. <laughs> this, this, is a seven, this is an 18-year-old kid who just came out of Shepherd and he's trying yeah. to find his way at AFL level. Yeah. there was. I was, I was even talking to my mates. Uh, not, and then I, I don't go on the forum yeah. that much. I just promote the podcast. But I was talking to my mates actually at the game and they, there was one of my mates who, who can be a bit rough yeah. on a few of the uh, – he was, he was saying, Arthur Jones, he's going to be amazing. And I was like, lower expectations. Yeah. It's yeah. His yeah, yeah. first game, but then he lived up to it. Yeah. Yeah. God, when he went, when he hit the post, God, I was willing he that was, to go through. He was ready to jump in the crowd. Like, yeah, he's he's buddy, he's full of energy. That kid, like, he would have had to been so tight after that game because he got <laughs> told. I don't. We it was lucky because it was a small turnaround. So he, by the time he got told, he debuted to when he was playing. It was a little, only a little sort of gap. So yep. it was pretty good. Which not is not too long. Tight. Like I had a long. shock, and I had Thursday. I got told I was playing and Sunday, so I was yep. pretty worn out by the time of the game, but. He's such like an energy ball of energy. So for him to be able to play the game, but yeah, you probably seen it all. It's from where he's come from and family and stuff. So it's, I love his mum. Yeah, she's brilliant. She's but I loved her under he's, media. And he's, he's, his ability to have no shame is probably something I've taken probably from him. Like <laughs> he doesn't care. Like he just does everything because the way he feels it. I think that's that's good to have. He's in the just consistent with the way. He yeah, brushes. like he does. He, he's, he's always just, he's pretty constant. So it's good. It's good for him, and uh, we should also uh, talk about Jamara. What a yeah. you know he, from the from massive what he week. had, massive week. Uh, I, I was really annoyed. I was listening to AFL Daily the next morning. You know the Damien Barrett and Nat Edwards, and uh, Nat Edwards, who is one of my favourite footy broadcasters. But she said. Um, you know, and last night with Jamari Hagen, the result didn't even matter. And I was in my car, it mattered, Matt! Yeah. It matters! <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, I love that, uh, you know, he lifted the jumper, pointed yeah. to the skin. Did you know, fun fact, Bulldogs legend Nicky Winmar apparently played at St Kilda. I had no idea. Really? Uh, I only I'd, learnt it yeah. a few, the next day when he rocked up at the Saints celebration. But mm. it, was, it was so good. Did he – was there much chatter about that or – no, that was so totally unexpected, I think. But I think he, yeah, like we all know he had a massive week. But um, Can you explain what the ma- like what the massive week's like just around like, the footy club? Because, yeah. you know, without needing to comment on all the stuff that happened, yeah. unless you want to, I think yeah. just it's hard for people to understand why, yeah. you know, something big happening off yeah. the field, how it impacts yeah. not only obviously the individual player, but yeah. perhaps the rest of the it's group. a good question because like, you always see external like stuff happen to a club, like, you know, front sort of, uh, headline of the, the the news pages, but um, yeah, because like that happens, and then next minute the whole club has to get onto this, and it sort of takes away what you're trying to focus on, you know. Like we roll into there, and we sort of got to help Jamar in his process, so it sort of 
it's another um, what do you call it? Sort of so weight on the shoulders. Yeah, ball to juggle. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like we we've just lost, so we've already got to deal with that. Plus what the media is saying about us. So with that as well, it's as a whole club collective, it's quite. Um, it's quite big because, you know, you got to really support Jamar because you don't know how he's feeling. Um, and the playing group, like, it's – it's on a, and the, his family as well. Like, you don't understand probably into depth of how many people this affects. Like, yeah. you know, his mm. brothers, like, he, like his brothers see that. Like, you know, how, how's their social life going and stuff like that. So it's, Yeah, or any other young yeah, fellow. Yeah, you know what I mean? So footy, it's – you know? like, it, you just see the headline, but – it's so such a big thing, and um, yeah, like it's it's quite heavy in the club. But for him to like him, he didn't come in on that Monday, which is like he hates being in the in the headlights. Like um, he just wanted to sort of go away, and I think I don't know what he did that Monday, but he didn't want to be the center of attention. So then he come in and, and train normally, and we didn't really like go up to him, ask him how he's going, get in his face because we know he didn't want that. We sort yep. of just you know get around him and. I think moving on is probably the best thing that anyone could do and just sort of go about And playing good, you know, yeah. going out and playing such a yeah, great game. Yeah, and then he goes series. out. But, like, he's he's a star, mate. So we've seen how good he is. So it wasn't by surprise he was going to come and kick five because he can really do that any week. And, you know, he puts in the yards, him naughty, and all the tools work really well together off the field. So for him to put that performance, it's it's good that he did on a week like that. But um, like you can see it probably happen that many times. He's going to get so amazing, and we yeah. as three white fellas, we have no idea what it actually is like yeah, to be exactly. racially we can't abused. Really. And uh, we love it for it. Although speaking of heritage, I, don't, I sent this to you, Boydie. Yeah. Um, there was an April Fool's joke put up in one of the Bulldogs forums yeah. that we're going to have a new jumper celebrating yeah. our Italian heritage. And there was a picture of Rory Lobb. Oh, yeah. You bringing it up? In green. So, in green. So it's the red and white stripes. Did you stripes think it was going to happen? Got. I, no, I could it tell. Actually, it, it looks kind of good. It looks fantastic. It actually looks really yeah, good. Yeah, it looks good. <laughs> I'll put it up on our socials. Yeah. And I've, I've contacted uh, someone at the club and I've gone, can we do this for real? I know it's an April Fool's joke. Can you imagine just we have Italian just match? green though. Like does that, you can't, what's the. It's just too many different. You, to, you can only do a France sort of one because you can't bring in another colour, can you? Nah, but we don't. But we haven't had amazing French players. We've got Liberatore. I'm and Dutch. Bontempelli. That's to the flag we'll get. Yeah, but it's like <laughs> the only the other issue with Danny's idea is like, what are we going to do? Do a different like ethnicity or different country of origin yes. every round? We do Vietnamese. Year. We do Ukrainian. Do you, so you, do you know this thing called the um, the soft salary cap? You know what that is? <laughs> You've told we, me about yeah, it. We yeah. can't spend like millions of dollars on different jerseys yeah. the whole year. Is what it means. It's a so, shame. But yeah, we've also got Franco Cozzo. Are you are you young enough to know Franco Cozzo is? You know when so, you drive up Dinan Road, you know Don, to go to Barclay Street. Uh, so like if you're coming from the North Melbourne side, there's this big furniture joint. Oh, I haven't seen it. And he used to do his own ads in the yeah. 80s and 90s, and he'd do them in three different languages: do them in Greek, Italian, and English. And it was Grand Sale, Grand yeah. Sale. Yeah. Where in Brunswick and Foot this guy? Yeah. And he's an absolute legend. This is a problem with yeah. Latham. Actually, I might have heard you that. You would have seen Foot this guy. Yeah, that. Yeah, that. that all comes from yeah. him. Because Lath is so young, he doesn't even realise he's got one of the best nicknames. Where was I born? When? Oh, when? 1999. So, 99. pretty happy to claim that. Yeah, well, you see. And you're 95. Like, yeah. did you? I'm pretty sure we've discussed, we discussed this when I was interviewing you, yeah. Leith. Um, Boy, did you ever watch Seinfeld? Oh, I, no, I didn't watch it. Right. So, I'm you know. I'm actually still too young for Friends, pretty much. Uh, Seinfeld's way better than yeah, Friends. Yeah, but like timeline wise, Danny, just we're not here to so argue. So, Latham sitcoms. doesn't know why we call him Vandermeer Industries. And also, Pat Lipinski didn't know why we called him the Pinsky file. <laughs> it's genuinely. Yeah, I don't either, mate, don't worry. No. I mean, Danny, when were you born? 1975 no. or. 82. Uh, wow, well, that wasn't a bad guess, Yeah, it was not bad. Actually, you know. <laughs> um. It's a show. All right. So, um, yeah, so let's. We should wrap up uh, soon. Is there any? Uh, do you have anything you want to plug? For, like, are you doing anything? You got a side hustle? What are you doing off the field? No, right? no I'm going to be fiery. So, oh, dead set. Yeah, that's awesome. One of one of my best mates is a, yeah. a fiery. Um, so I'm pretty committed to that. Um, not much I can do right now. Um, but I think <laughs> not me, get injured. Yeah. Well, me, Rourke Smith, um, Bally Williams, I think, and Kale Daniel are pretty keen. So. To all become fireys. Yeah, they're all pretty keen. It's hard so. to get in. Yeah, it is hard mm. to get in, but it's it's a it's a weird process because I can't really do much until I finish footy. So yeah, I yeah. want to try find something out there. If anyone's got anything, um, come work ha- for me, mate. Something to edge, some to something to educate me. Off field, maybe. some flies for a yeah. comedy show. Yeah, I don't know. Something like that. Barking. Yeah. <laughs> Barking <laughs> tickets. Yeah. Nah. Yeah. Um, right, Matt. 
Yeah, I was going to say, I mean, I've been doing a lot of work with the CFA volunteers, particularly recently, yeah, yeah. and the uh, it's such a great fit for footballers um, because yeah. it's working in teams, yep. it's physical, physical activity, um, lots of days off, which, you know, footballers are prone yeah. to enjoy. It's um, it's pretty perfect. The only problem is that, you know, usually you have to have another job left. So yeah. in the meantime, to try and become a fire while you're still playing footy, probably yeah. work out what that other job's going to be. Yeah, no, four days on, four, four days off. Four days off. So we do have a couple of ex-teammates yeah. that went down that route. Yeah. It's a, no, it's a good life. Mm. Uh, all right, sweet. Well, uh, predictions for this weekend. Uh, let's. Yep. How much are we going to win by, Boydie? Uh, I think it'll be a tight game. No, I don't. Actually, you know what? Actually, what, i got one more question to ask. Like, oh, okay, have sweet. you watched much footy this year? Enough. From other teams? Let's yeah, just not enough. talk about our team. Yeah. Do you think the footy looks as shit to watch as I do? No, oh, here we go. I, it's, <laughs> there's some it. really bad games out there, there from is, good sides. There is, but like, you watch Collingwood play and like... They're, or Melbourne. They're, like, they're, they're just good to watch. Yeah. But then, yeah, some teams, it's it's funny because like Collingwood play a very go-forward style, so the ball's always moving. So yeah. you, like, you feel like you, you're always watching something exciting. But yeah, I don't know. I just I don't I don't really care if teams are playing shit footy, mate. As as <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, we're not going to give you guys ten out of ten for the yeah. f- the quality of viewing from yeah, uh, last week, but true. you know, you guys got the four points. I gave you ten out of ten. I'll Thanks, give you. Mate. Put it this way: it was not as bad as watching Carlton Richmond in the first game of the year. That yeah. was pretty bloody painful. <laughs> I tell you what. Um, predictions for this week: I think we'll win in a tight affair. I tell you why I don't want a tight affair because my cousin from Glasgow is coming out. Never watched footy before. He's in a band that's playing at Blues Fest and. Uh, he's going to watch with me. If it's tight, I'm not going to be able to explain. Is he going to no. the game? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's going um, to be yeah. I think. I think it'll Basket. be. Like, it'll be like. It'll be your like 58 to 64 yeah. or something. Yes. I think if it's bees, if it's going to be wet, it's just going to be stoppages. But yeah. I feel like like an eight point sort of win. So oh, like we're in front who's, of the whole game, who's, who's who's going to be the one to watch this weekend? Not the best on ground, but who would you say is the one to watch? <sighs> and don't give any way any selections too early in the uh, week. Uh, who's <laughs> the one to watch? Bonton Pally. <laughs> Yeah, nice um, and easy. <laughs> I like the way Ed Richards going about it at the moment. Yeah. I can't say Bont because that's yeah, just that's exactly that's too right. mainstream. Don't tell, don't Ed say Richards that. is sort of in the form to be able to put a blazer on in the year, I reckon. He's that sort of form. Ooh. Do you actually care about that? Because so nah, often they I say don't, it. but it's a good way to explain how they're going. It's a good yeah, way nice. to negotiate your next yeah. contract. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, it's, it's a good way to explain how they're going as a whole. So yeah, I, I like the way Ed Rich is going about at the moment. The balance between defence and offence doesn't take too many kick-outs. It's a good one-on-one, good in the air. He's got the good balance game. So how much are we going to win by? I reckon eight points. There you go. I, I want to blow out. Ten goals, please. Yeah. That'll be great. We didn't ask what you, it was a prediction, not a hope. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> my prediction is I will be very patient with my cousin and my nine-year-old son as I explain rules between them both. How um, is this week really important, do you think? Oh, just It feels important. Yeah, I think just to get two on a trot and you're suddenly two and two and, you know, then the week after that, you like we only go week by week, obviously. Course, yeah. But um, you get this, it's two and two, and then you go into the next week after that, you can you go on you know, three and two positive. So... Um, especially, I think, because we're on. We got this week, and then we're going to that magic round in Adelaide. Gather round. Um, we're playing Port, so it's really nothing yeah, for us. Yeah, well, that's always a bloody nice game to watch us Port up there. It's always good to play in front of the crowd. But and then I think we. I don't on, think anyone will. And show we're not up. coming we're home. Not sure Adelaide. I don't up, think we're coming anyway. home after that game or anything. So I think we're going to stay on the road um, from right. from Adelaide to Perth. So um, it's be good to get some momentum going to that because yeah. Okay. Yeah, good to be out. in a good mood for all the partners and wives who are about to be left at home for a few weeks. <laughs> yeah. Thanks very much, lads. Appreciate it. Thanks having for having me, lads. Great Don't forget, fun. Comedy Festival, Monday nights, Melbourne Town Hall. The show's called Hard Nut. On your life. I give my childhood to that role of the red, white, and blue sea. And the knowledge that you had to love the bulldog boys and me. 20 years on, I feel that longing Hanging in September air But the reason I go every week Is to pretend you're still there And they will find the glory one day And I will throw it at your feet It's a long, long road they're running for you The dogs of Footscray Streets A 
long, long road they're running for you. The dogs of Footscray streets.